0: Hello and welcome back to In Bed with Lucy Season 3, the raw and uncensored place where we are free to discuss the nitty-gritties of the adult industry. Now I just need to quickly run through my disclaimer. Everything I discuss is of my own opinion, and it does not reflect on the community at large, as everyone experiences sex work differently. This podcast is rated R18+, and may contain explicit language and make references to sexual assault drug and alcohol, self-harm, domestic violence and other triggers not limited to the previous mentioned. If this doesn't fit, then please kindly stop now. For the rest, your exits are here, here and here, so make sure to keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times and let's put this baby in D for drag and let's go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another fantastic episode of In Bed With Lucy. Today is part two of conspiracies, scandals, and scammers. Oh my. Try to say that ten times when you're drunk. Today, I have my mate Rob with me to have a quick chat and a discussion on just fucking random topics today. So I don't think there's actually going to be one topic that we discuss is just going to be stuff that people avoid talking about but that's not what we're here for today we're going to talk about the pink elephants in the room so buckle up ladies and gentlemen you're in for a motherfucking ride (laughs) sup cunt not much talk closer
1: is this close enough
0: yeah because it's making sure that your voice is pinging
1: it's still recording
0: yeah of course I'm she'd still leave,
1: recording. You should leave this up. I am going to leave this up, you. Man, <laughs> I'm you not never laugh at us.
0: It's not really that funny. It's just... Stupid. What do you
1: mean it's not that funny? Yeah, it is stupid.
0: It's yeah. stupid. We should have gone through these technical difficulties before it, but this is just showing how much effort actually goes into a lot of my podcasts. I literally don't even dry and I'm just awesome.
1: All the oxygen sucked out of the room as oh, as fun. Lucy's head grows.
0: Yeah, literally. No, I've only ever done this podcast really for what was it, a pastime, uh when COVID started. It was just to try and get the information out there because I couldn't find a podcast that kind of just was talking like normal shit about sex work it always seemed to be like a glorified image of it or glorified image as in good or bad so it's either like they've shown it like you're a millionaire and you're draped in diamonds and living the most fantastic fucking amazing life or you're a drug user that's come from a very bad upbringing and you know what I mean? Trying to get
1: the sympathy votes.
0: Yeah, not trying to get the sympathy votes. I think society thinks that if you're a sex worker, you're destroyed goods. So it means that, you know, daddy, or you got daddy issues, or you got mummy issues, or you've got family issues, or maybe you're not educated, or obviously you're a drug user, or, you know, I'm just talking about the glorification. Like, when you see on... Um, Pretty Woman when you actually look at the very first intro of Pretty Woman it's actually the murder of a sex worker I should have probably put a trigger warning before I mentioned that but I have a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode anyway but moral of the story is if you actually look at the beginning intro of Even Pretty Woman which is a mainstream Hollywood movie was the death of of a sex worker and then they're going into a club where they're talking about having drug debts with other girls and not to worry about the girl that was, that was dead in the alleyway because she was a drug addict anyway. But still, if we're then going to go into the glorified part of still in the same movie – How she showered with all that money and she's going down what? That boulevard in Hollywood. I fucking can't just off the top of my head. Can't even think of the name of it, which is shameful that I can't think of the name of it right now. But, you know, the fucking iconic scene. Oh, big mistake. Huge. Yeah. So going back to the core of this subject, I didn't know there wasn't actually a podcast that was normal. So here we are.
1: So I think your podcast is way better then because it's less forced.
0: No, it's just been, I've, I've, I've literally just won everything. Yeah. Everything's just been, um, I guess a complication of just random thoughts and things that I, I guess, wanted to hear. Or wanted to know rather than, oh, i got this client, I've got that client, and I've got this ad and this is how it is and so amazing it's so awesome. Well, no,
1: you know, what really actually happens is what I wanted to do. But yeah, here we are. Well, it makes it more interesting because I think people want to hear what is going on with you, not just the boring like cliche stuff.
0: Yeah. And I talk about things that I enjoy talking about. So even when I talk about business strategies and, you know, uh, social media and how to dis- like all these different topics, I enjoy talking about those topics anyway, because if I know that knowledge, I kind of want to pass it on because what's it use me just knowing it. You know what I mean? Like it, it took me a while to figure stuff out. It would have been nice if I had like maybe a, a pointer in the right direction of where to go. Do you know what I mean? Or what to do or what to look for or even just whatever. Not necessarily like, oh, i seen this client and this was embarrassing. Like, yeah, I've done those stories and all that kind of stuff, but it hasn't been the focal point of my podcasts. Yeah. You know, but yeah. However, I do find it very interesting how much of a stir my podcast has created within people that I didn't even know existed. And it's good to see that my podcast is reaching the audience that – I guess I intended not I intended because I was kind of going for more of the the newbies, the more vulnerable people to try and help them help them understand what this industry is all about. And even people that have been in this industry long enough, they know what this industry is all about. Yeah, I'm not telling them in anything they don't already know. Yeah. When I talk about the bitchiness within this community, when I talk about the backstabbing and the vile behavior, this is nothing new to someone who's been in the industry over four or five years.
1: Yeah. It's needed to be said and it needed Absolutely. to be Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And yeah. I'm going to be the one to say it, regardless of how much heat they think they're giving to me. Because you know me, what I'm like with trolls. Now, you know how much attention I give to trolls. How much, how much airtime do I give a troll?
1: Zero. Uh, Nothing.
0: Absolutely nothing. Their their comments and their words and their behaviors literally go unnoticed. How fucking frustrating would that be for somebody?
1: Yeah, it defeats the whole purpose of of being negative and a troll anyway. No one likes negative. I don't give
0: a fuck about what other people have to say because if you're arcing up, obviously you've got something to fucking hide.
1: Hmm. It just goes to show that you've had an impact on them as well.
0: Literally. But I just love the stir that it's actually caused within sex workers and within the community. The problem with people within this community is that I'm not saying anything that someone in this industry doesn't already know. And woman to woman, I know you're not a woman, but I'm just saying other listeners out there that are women that have worked in female-driven jobs, tell me I'm wrong. Just from your experience of working in a female-driven industry whether it be nursing which is actually prominently female, female run dominated.
1: yeah hospitality hospitality
0: dear. you try to tell me in any type of room or situation where there is a bunch of women competing with each other because let's admit it society has created an environment where people are constantly needing to want to compete yeah am i wrong
1: yeah
0: no so so we put a whole bunch of fucking women in a room and what's going to happen
1: they're just going to bitch. And if they don't have anything to bitch about, they'll fight. Until something. the
0: last one's eaten. Until the last one's standing, until they've eaten them all. Yeah. It, it, look, in the end of the day, I don't really give a flying fuck about any other people's opinions, because unless you're feeding me, financing me, or fucking me, you have literally no opinion. Like, your opinion is completely fucking invalid. Yeah. Like, you may as well just write your opinion on a piece of paper, roll it up, and That's... shove it up your
1: ass. Yeah. Throw it off into the wind, it's 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 gone. It's it's pointless. Yeah. I
0: hope the energy that you put into your b- bullshit was worth it because I'm not even giving a fuck about you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> literally. And that's probably. And,
0: and has it stopped me? No. <laughs> has no. it? Are they just aggravating the situation?
1: Yeah. Like it's just, motiv- it's just motivated you further. Like- to
0: get this information out there, to get people to realize that, you know what? Maybe it's not all bummy chummy like people like try to, fa- oh, this is my friend. Oh, went awesome. Motherfucker. She's probably fucking your best friend's husband. Probably hmm. got pregnant to her. Yeah. You know the
1: story. Yeah. Well, the reality is, is like animals, humans, we're just hairless apes. We're not all going to get along. We're not no. all going to be friends with everyone. Those people that force themselves to be friends with every, like everyone else, it becomes a mental illness because mm. they just go batshit crazy over it. It's like, why doesn't this person like me? I know one person that's
0: like, I just want to be friends with everyone. Honey, this ain't fucking Hollywood. Hmm. We ain't in a fucking fairy tale, story tale time. Not everyone's going to like everyone yeah so so if you're gonna okay so she if she wants to preach oh but you've gotta like everyone well, why don't you like people that don't get along with your opinions
1: that's right
0: oh, it's because they don't get along with your opinions that's why well you said you have to get along with everyone, but just because they don't get along with your opinions you need to be backing your word if you want to be friends with everyone you need to be
1: <laughs> i mean if you if you living... see how picky and cheesy people are with when they say shit <laughs> yeah I mean like you can't live in a vacuum because if you live in a vacuum, you can't progress no. because you've got barriers that you can't escape from no. and you've created them. Mm. So, I mean, like you've said to me in the past, basically, you got to do your own thing. Mm. Right? You do you.
0: Literally, if you're focusing running a race and worrying about other people and competing with them, yet that's not going to give you motivation. That's distraction.
1: And it's, slow, and it's going to slow you down.
0: People haven't learned this key value in life. And you've. I think because you've watched me grow throughout Lucy, baby Lucy to, to Lucy now, I've never given a fuck about anyone else and where they're at. I don't give a fuck who they're with, who they're fucking... I don't give a fuck. I always ran my own race because my business is never going to be comparable to somebody else. Nor is my opinion going to be comparable to somebody else. We all run our own race. And the thing is about industries in general. So say I was a plumber. Does that mean that I have to fucking condone every or or approve of every single fucking plumber within my community just to be the ideal spokesperson? I don't actually
1: fucking think so. It's an interesting point you bring up because in a lot of other industries... That seems to be the norm that seems that it seems to be really forced and that's what's expected of them
0: just it's because you're in the same industry it's like oh well fuck we're both lawyers we might as well have, like both doctors have to be friends we're both laborers have to be friends no not fucking really yeah no not fucking really
1: and and that's why we we have issues
0: but apparently you don't like the industry if you don't like everyone in it
1: yeah Wow. Well. Th- that's. I would say that someone that goes into an industry and basically pulls its shit, mm. like you know, and pulls people up for it. Mm. If mm. anything, they're benefiting and they're a great advocate for the industry because they're not going to put up with shoddy workmanship. Nope. Yeah?
0: And they're going to be a great spokesman for the industry because their standards are so above and beyond high that anything less is just. And that's how you get advancement. That's exactly right. So. Like this Immaturity, which brings me down to, I guess, stereotyping, like changing the topic to like stereotyping people within the adult. So going back to the adult industry in general, I do find that people do stereotype it as in, you know, really like, lack, lack education, you know, all this kind of stuff. A lot of sex workers that I know have got great educations as well, but there are also the typical Hollywood image of what a sex worker is. And I've seen it first and foremost, even yeah. in my local area and in my adjoining local areas, I've actually seen the stereotype, Yeah. the classic stereotype. So I can't say that that doesn't exist.
1: Yeah. The trouble is, is there's only so many Julia Roberts mm. and Richard, like rich sugar daddy, Richard Gears out there that can... That never happens. There's,
0: there's never... It's never uh, ended well situations like that. Like coming from someone who's in the industry, um, look, I could be wrong. This is just my own opinion. But having a relationship with a client on a sexual level, a living and all that kind of never ends well.
1: No, it's, it's it becomes a bit narcissistic, doesn't it? It
0: never ends well because I'm telling you what, even if you are no longer working, they will always throw that back in your face in a fight. True.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Ha-
0: even guys that I've sworn by, like they're like my family. I thought, you know what? They would never, ever, when it comes to the heat of the moment, they're even they've, dis- little bitches. they've even disappointed me. Yep. Even my own family have disappointed me in the heat of the moment where I've gone, you know what? I know you don't mean that,
1: mm.
0: but it was inevitable that that was going to happen.
1: Well, they do say that those who are closest to you hurt you the most. Because yeah. they don't know what buttons to push. Yeah, and like it's such an easy. It's but it's going
0: actually, back to the sugar daddy and and um, sex worker that never ends well. If it does end well, it's probably because one died and left an inheritance. Or or <laughs> it's just
1: it's false and it's only yeah. keeping up appearances. Yeah. So like behind closed doors, it's horrible. I knew a sex worker basically who she had that mm. and she paid for it because. The partner was abusive. He mm. broke a fucking arm. Yeah. I've seen it so much. Like
0: I've seen it with a lot of people that have said, oh, you know, this is long-term and they've supported them throughout their career. It's just, I haven't actually seen a situation go well. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's pretty bad to, to say. So, so even that, that scenario of Richard, that whole pretty woman scenario is actually not even a plausible um, scenario. So it's not something that.
1: It's something that belongs in Disney and needs to stay in Disney. Yeah,
0: like the fairy tale land where everyone gets along with each other. Grow yeah, the fuck that up.
1: Lives happily ever after. Well, that's an American story. Mm. The reality is an Irish one, and it's like you reap what you sow.
0: A few Australian stories have that whole few like happy princess kiss. Oh. They find each other. They love each other. They have a family, and it's happily ever after.
1: But that's influence from, from basically from our, our closest, well... But see, that's the reason... Okay, going back US. to
0: that fantasy, let's be real. Isn't that what most sex workers are selling? Like, I know there's different uh, genres of people selling, like, sex as in, like, just body, physical shit, and then other sex workers that sell, like, the mental, physical kind of aspects of oh. a relationship. But theoretically speaking don't most sex workers exploit that need for that human physical connection and even mental connection
1: or that fairy tale.
0: or that kind of like, exactly. So even going down to how I would act with my clients, obviously I'm going to act like I'm going to be myself, but I'm going to keep a lot of my opinions to myself if I believe that they're going to be controversial. So if for any reason I think that say they're, I don't know, say they don't eat fish. I'm obviously not going to start talking about eating fish after, you know what I mean? Like I just. Well,
1: talking about their profession, like, you know, considering the current climate, for instance, talking to a medical practitioner, Hmm. like medicine and allied health basically, and then talking to them about the COVID thing and then getting them on the ball, like, you know, on the ball about it basically and that's the last thing they want to freaking hear of and they're like they freaking they know they what they're talking about and then when you start talking to them and they're just shaking their head and they're going well this is not what i paid for i paid to get away from it all and have a good time so basically i want to hear about you their focus is believe it or not is on you because you're the you're the fantasy you're the escape for them so you know they, they might be married. They might be in a relationship, but they might be in a good well, it's interesting, but they still might be in a good relationship. They just want something a little bit extra that you provide that doesn't, that isn't provided for in the relationship. That's what they come come for.
0: But if I was to carry on, like, say, for example, you've been with in a relationship with someone for 10 years, you act differently when you've known someone for a year or, you know, opposed to like four months or something like that. So if I was to be like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, like, you're so annoying. Like, you know what I mean? Like if I was to carry on like that, obviously I'm not selling the ideal image of what it is that I'm selling for that hour. Yeah, it may be like a whole sexual thing, but really you're selling
1: that whole Hollywood idea yeah. as part of Within it. Within reason, though, because...
0: Oh, no, guys want all that. Like, honestly, in all my experience of of years of, of working... Not all my years of experience, because I haven't been in the industry for that long. I'm telling you, guys don't even give a fuck about physical appearance. It is literally about how they feel.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which, I suppose, is describing someone's charisma. mm if you're a charismatic person, you could be a, as, like me, ugly as a handful of assholes mm. and basically um, and draw people to you mm. because you speak well, you carry yourself well.
0: Mm.
1: Like lucky for some people, they've got the aesthetics as well. They actually mm. are beautiful looking people. Mm. But there's nothing worse than a beautiful person, beautiful looking person on the outside and then they open their mouth and they're like, what the fuck? Where did that fucking come, come from? from? That where I've did seen that. Where that creature crawl out of? Yeah, I've
0: seen that. That's happened to me a couple of times where I've just, like, seen someone from afar and I'm just like, wow. And then as soon as they've opened their mouth, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, it was better when it was showed. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: yeah. Jesus
0: Christ. I've actually... Yeah.
1: Just stand there, look pretty, and don't fucking say a word.
0: Yeah, I've even said that to some guys. There was even like a couple of guys that I knew that sometimes they would just speak, and I'd be like, "You know what? You'll just just sit there and look pretty, hey." Like, yeah, damn.
1: Yeah, you're you're a trophy in a bookshelf, and as long as you don't you know make any sudden movements with your mouth, <laughs> yeah, you're good to go. You're <laughs> you're pretty good. Yeah.
0: But yeah, so, you know, other experiences that I have personally dealt with within this community has got me thinking that I don't really want a great deal of anything to do with the majority of um, people within this community. They, They do display extremely toxic and very volatile and vile nature and morals and just... Everything about them, just I'm not really too interested in involving myself into. See, the thing is, once one thing that my parents always taught me is you are what you hang with. You are what you eat. You are what you surround yourself with. You are what you read and absorb and what you watch. You are what you expose yourself to.
1: That's correct.
0: So, you know, being choosy about who and where I spend my attention to isn't it is is where some where you know someone's reached their self-worth yeah correct i know my self-worth i know where my time
1: is valuable and if
0: i see that i'm talking to someone and i'm getting no response why am i going to then invest further time in you yeah
1: and that's how I want you, to do that. you get repeat business as, as a good business person.
0: But even that, even liaison within the industry. So there are times where you do need to liaison with other sex workers for other reasons, whether it be for references or or security clearance or other things like that. You know, you can still do all those things.
1: Doesn't mean I have to like you. Yeah, that's right. It's a... It, you know, it's, it's professional, a professional business, exactly,
0: professional relationship and personal relationship, two totally different relationships. Is that correct?
1: That's correct.
0: Exactly. Having a professional relationship is just something that you do when you're a bigger person, yeah. you know, or when you just, you know, you know the right thing to do. People will respect You have a moral
1: compass. Yeah. Because they'll know that you've got boundaries and they'll know not to push past them. And mm. if you, if you're too open. Mm. Then people are just going to
0: walk all over me. you. And yeah. I've been open with people before. You've seen me open my home, my cu- everything, my life to people to help them. And what have they ever done?
1: Yeah, that would be difficult.
0: nothing but shit on me. Yeah. Well, they, you know what? That's the reason why you don't, you should always, when helping people,
1: definitely keep it within the arm's distance. Yeah. Because if you give someone an inch, they take a mile, give them
0: resources. Here's Red Cross, here's Centrelink, here's all these food banks, yeah. all these kinds of things. Exclude yourself physically from the actual whole help as much, yeah, 100% of the way. Because you get you drag yourself into this kata, this kaka shit that all these fucking little hooligans are trying to drag me into, which I've got better things to do, motherfucker. I've got a business yeah. to run multiple
1: Negativity is infectious.
0: It is an infection. And, and being stupid seems to be infectious
1: too. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: The only, su- the only people that suffer are the people around them because stupid people don't seem to know that they're fucking stupid.
1: Yeah. yeah, and it's everyone else's problem or fault. So common sense isn't so common anymore.
0: No, it's actually fucking not. It truly actually isn't. Like, that's the reason why we have labels on shit to explain to people how to use something and when not to when something's a choking hazard yeah. or how not to hold your head below water because it may cause drowning or
1: well, do not stick this plastic bag that we <laughs> use to wrap the pillow up in over your head like how fucking stupid do we have to be
0: no and this is what's actually so exhausting about having to deal with i guess people is that stupidity really is infectious and the thing is is I don't actually have the time of the day to address every stupid quote accusation comment reaction whatever it is. I'm actually not here to spend my energy and my my, my high quality of time because my time is very fucking valuable. I'm not here. You charge for your
1: time, unlike Correct. other people, so therefore, so if a your troll wants me precious. to
0: engage, or if someone wants me to engage with them negatively or in a way, whatever, you can pay my rate. That's right. You can pay my rate because my time is money. So I have absolutely no desire nor no need to want to defend myself because why would I want to defend myself against lies? Because in the end of the day, when you base your story on lies, guess what? Your story can be blown out by the truth. Yeah. So here's the worse situation. I don't have to defend bullshit. Yeah. People are so full of themselves and so fucking dead set I want to challenge IQs and shit like this. Like what did you learn in primary school? Did you put shapes in the right hole and shit like that? Like I want to go back to core fucking basics here. I'm not talking failing English. I'm talking failing fucking colors.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Trying to stick a square freaking brick into a, a round hole.
0: But who's more stupid? Educating someone who's dumb that's not willing to be educated or the person that's actually wasting their breath trying to
1: educate someone who's not willing to be educated? I think it's more along the line that it's someone who's wasting their breath because the thing is... Exactly. is they're the one being harmed here. The uneducated, stupid what's, idiot. What's like,
0: your opinion? If you're walking around with dumb opinions or false opinions or all
1: these fucking
0: ideologies, what does your existence have anything to do with me?
1: That's right. Like, basically, like, I would prefer being told that I'm stupid or being pulled up for it so that I can be educated... As opposed to being left to fail, walking around with, like, my, my head in the clouds thinking, oh, like, the rose-tinted glasses. The world isn't fair. Mm. So. Yeah. People need to build a bridge and get over it. And basically, if their class is stupid, accept it, take it as structured criticism.
0: And improve yourself.
1: Yeah. You've got to take everything on board. mm the good and the bad, and then you grow as a human.
0: That's exactly right. And, you know, uh, uh, the good thing is about your view on that is imagine if you actually could recognize your own faults and start making improvements, how much better your life would get. Imagine if you stop being so righteous and stop putting your energy on trying to prove your point or trying to, I guess, fight a battle that you don't even have full facts to. But like wouldn't you, yeah? Imagine putting that energy into your own benefit. I guess.
1: I mean, like ego always gets in the way of progress.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Because you're too busy focused on yourself, which is a narcissistic trait, mm. to basically move forward and try and improve yourself. So you don't have to rely on ego.
0: Mm.
1: You can rely on your own strength of character, and we talked about that last episode. Did we? We talked about character yeah oh well character is
0: always a topic that you can always touch up on later on but you know yeah most definitely thing that like if people are always wondering why i don't comment back on troll comments or why i don't bother engaging i guess this is the the thing is is if you engage with idiots you are an idiot yeah you engage with it you 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 are it You know what?
1: They drag you down to their level. So basically, if you think that that person's an idiot, and then you're giving the and who
0: gave you the position of educating idiots? I'm not. I'm. Is my job a teacher to educate people when they're being a fuckwit? No, No, I don't have to carry on. Be a fuckwit. Yeah. Do what you want. Leave me out of this.
1: Yeah, that's right. As long as as they leave you out of it, right? Yeah,
0: but the thing is, people don't. Will never leave you out of it. When you're in, when you're at a certain level and when you're doing what they want to do, and when you project project all the insecurities that they have within themselves, you're constantly always going to be a target. Mm. You could hide in a den with no internet and no access to the outside world, and those motherfuckers will still fucking do what they want to do. Yeah. You have to set an example by not engaging. That's why the fuck would I want to educate someone who's a fucking idiot? Let them figure out. That they fucked up on their own. Let them have that epiphany, that moment where they're sitting on their own, realising that they were blind sheep and that they actually believed something that was not even real. That epiphany moment when they're sitting alone in a lounge and realise that they fucked up, that's beautiful for me.
1: Yeah, it's it's. They calming. could have
0: that epiphany on their own. I don't, I don't need to help you. It, it's best off if you figure out you're a fucking idiot on your own. Straight up.
1: Yeah, well, it is pretty embarrassing when someone else has to tell you. Do you know what me. a
0: troll actually commented on one of my social medias? Oh, it's such a shame because I really loved your dog. Motherfucker, I actually don't give a fuck about your fucking opinion. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and your dog is not you.
0: No, clearly hasn't got anything better to do with her life. well <laughs> yeah. so get a job. Well, I know now it's probably a little bit difficult with uh, current COVID restrictions, but maybe get a hobby. Yeah. Like you've seen me take up calligraphy, sewing, yeah. piano, music, you know. Even if you haven't got work to do, I'm pretty sure you've got other things in life that you can build on to be a better version of you, correct?
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I fancy using your dog as the reason why you're not going to listen.
0: No, 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 Um, She she reckons because I've thrown people under the bus to do my podcast.
1: <laughs> okay. I was
0: like, sweetheart, you clearly don't even know your are you don't even know where your story is coming from. But you know what? Let her believe bullshit. Because it's funnier for me when she realises that she's being righteous for all the fucking wrong reasons. That moment, it's fucking beautiful for me. Chef's kiss. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about your opinion. Yeah. Who are you to me? Fucking no one can.
1: Yeah.
0: You're a fucking nobody can.
1: Yeah.
0: And then after she goes, oh, um, She said, I don't know, I can't even remember the comment because I don't really read Troll's behavior. I just literally just do not engage. However, I did comment on her and said, well, you believe what you want to believe, honey. I don't give a fuck about your opinion. And I no longer have any interest in anything that you have to say, whether you like my dog or not. Yeah. So please carry on being whatever it is that you are. (laughs) Yeah. A bitter fucking idiot. <laughs>
1: a lurker is, is Literally. What call them on the internet.
0: You know what the funny thing is? The amount of stalkers that I have watching me is... Like, people are watching, generally, people. These people are religious. They can't help themselves. Imagine if they put that energy into their own business. I don't know. Call me a shepherd. But just imagine all the time that you spent watching all my posts recording all my shit, having a wank over it. Oh, well, at least I, I know for a fact that I'm worthy of people's time. I just didn't realize I was so engrossing. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? This just brings me back to what I've always said throughout every single episode of this whole podcast is that this is probably one of the most toxic and volatile industries that I've ever worked in. And I've worked in hospitality to business um settings, corporate settings. I've worked with children and with children, I was even punched by a child where I turned around and I said to the kid, why did you do that? And he waved his fist in my face, said, do you want another one? That's never happened to me as a sex worker, but that was a customer. Never was there that much hostility within an industry. Now we all know what hospitality is like. I don't know if you know much about corporate either but that's a pretty fucking like everyone's pretty much fucking everyone oh we're going to talk about doctors and nurses Uh, how everyone's fucking everyone but yeah we won't get into that now i can talk about that another time but getting back into the actual toxicity within this community and how much i guess of a difference this industry is compared to other industries i'm just going to wrap it up right there and say you know what When you get into this industry, don't say, I didn't tell you. And on that note, I shall bid you all farewell. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed your stay and I look forward to speaking with you all again soon. Don't forget to follow my Facebook page, In Bed With Lucy. And I also have an Instagram and my handle is I Love Lucy Wollongong, one word. I also have a Twitter account, Lucy Price AUS, one word. Until then, stay safe, be true to yourself and always be kind to others.